0: Savings products insured by NCUA, investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
2: Hey money movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth and abundance. I'm so excited to welcome to the podcast today, Mr. Tristan Walker tristan how are you
3: what's up tanya i'm doing well good to see you
2: i'm so excited to have you here
3: <laughs> no doubt Now, excited to be here
2: I just like love this conversation it pumps me up because oftentimes i know you know in the entrepreneurship world even as an angel investor you know i'll have businesses that will come and women men will say oh well this is just a little lifestyle business right and it's definitely a diss it's not like complimentary, it's like, I can't fund this because this is a lifestyle business. But that lifestyle business is making revenue over and over with growth Mm -hmm. and this and they're like, well, I might not get you your 10x return, so I'm not interested in it, but there's no shame in that game. These people are making a lot of money. And so I think it's understanding the difference of what you want versus what people think you should want. And like staying in your lane. And I think when it comes to fundraising, oftentimes people are confused about that. They think the goal is to get someone to invest in my business so I can scale it. Yeah,
3: well, I mean, some things that I encourage people to really remember and realize is most of the people that are venture capitalists have never run a business their entire lives. have never worked in a business their entire lives. It's their job. Literally, literally, it is their job to be wrong. 90 percent of the time. Right. <laughs> and it's their job to just get 10 percent of those things to win. And it's like I can't afford to be wrong 90 percent of the time. You know what I'm saying? So my little Ricky Dick lifestyle business is making more money than you've probably ever made. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right, right. And I, I really encourage people to read the fine print on this. Right. And, and not follow the headline because it's true.
2: Oh, I love this. Okay, so so many gems. So forty million you've raised now. You've got a product. You're scaling it, and you know you know you need to take it to the moon. And I think I imagine the next step for a consumer product good is you're like I need distribution.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's um, well before we actually raised the full forty million. Um, you know, we so we raised two and a half first, then we raised seven, and then we raised twenty four, I think, and then so on. But by the time we raised the seven, that's when we started distribution. So we got some distribution at Target, um, which was really, really great and kind of helped amplify the business. Yeah, for sure. Um, and today, like, you know, being in retail stores has been such a huge um, influence on everyone's recognizing the Bevel brand. You know, we started as a shaving brand, but now we're shaving skin care, hair care, beard care. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's really platformed the brand in a very big way. But you know, once you're in retail, once you have online sales, you get punched drunk and realize you want to grow, you know, um, you got to raise more money to fuel that growth. You got to make more products. You got to pay for the products that you're making, you know? Um, so it puts you on this kind of cycle. And so this was 2015 or so when we started distribution, um, we sold our company in December in 2018.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And here's where the mic drops a little bit. And, um, in January of 2018, you know, we had grown the previous year quite a bit in revenue. We wanted to raise some more money, um, and then realized we couldn't. Folks just weren't investing in the category anymore. Um, our valuation was too high at the time, um, and I had to make a couple decisions. Right, um, number one, I had to lay off in a reduction in force Ooh. over half my team. I had to take a down round of investment right? Um, Because, frankly, the the vision and the mission needed to carry on. Right, And then third, um, you know, at the time, and this is a bit fortuitous for us, all of the large kind of CPG companies were wanting to talk to us about something, right? Um, And so it started, we started the year on this weird shit, like, what are we going to (laughs) do? And then we ended the year in December on the kind of ultimate high note, right? Um, And now the brand is thriving and continues to, and, um, you know, we've been platformed in a unique and interesting way. But the headlines that you read about Walker and & Company and Bevel had a lot of fine print, you know? Yeah. And I'd be the first to admit that stuff, like starting companies, scaling businesses, running businesses is hard. Um, exiting them, very few get to do, and we were very fortunate and blessed to do it, right? With a company like a Procter Gamble to platform us. Um, but the journey is a roller coaster, and I'll be the first um, oh, to be as transparent about that as possible,
2: and I think like that is that story right there is the epitome of like when people go, "Hey, you're running a startup. How is it?" And you're like, "It's killing me. I'm killing it." Like, <laughs>
3: yeah, because yeah. you know
2: people don't understand. You're a CEO. You have to go in and lay off half the company. You're taking a downturn. Like that's hard. Yeah. How did you like? How do you cope with that? You know, like what yeah, powers yeah. you through it?
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, I um I think there's only one way, and. You know, the way I think about starting a company, leading it, growing it, especially as CEO, it's I have the privilege Mm. to get to go through something that 99% of the world does not. As terrible as it is to do a reduction in force for a team of committed people, as terrible as it is to do a down round, right? And so on and so forth, right? Um, It's only gonna make me better.
2: Yeah. You
3: know, it's gonna make the way that I run businesses better. And the thing that i learned throughout that entire process, I've seen everything as a CEO. Literally, I've seen everything, gone through everything. Um, I am I am equipped, you know? And I remember I would go to all these folks with advice, and it wasn't until I had to go through this myself that I realized that they didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> like, huh. now I know what I'm talking about, Yeah. right? So if I have to go through these things ever again, God forbid, right, like, I know how to do it with excellence. And the only thing that I can say is do it with excellence outside of that, that feeling that like I'm going through something 99% of the world is not, it's important for me to speak to folks. Right. I had, um, and continue to have an executive coach. who's like this wonderful, brilliant neuroscientist. who thinks about like running a company, like being an athlete. Right. So he's been real good help for me. And at the time I had a, just separate therapists too to just talk about this stuff I mean 2018 was the craziest year of my entire life
2: oh, I, I remember, remember um
3: yeah about about two months before I was going to announce the acquisition she said Tristan you know we started talking you know four months before that four months in the four months that I had known you there was no talk in selling the business there was no talk of down there was no talk of layoff. There was no talk of the fact that, you know, you have a second son on the way. There was no talk that you were going to move to Atlanta. Like all these things oh happened gosh. in a four month span. And, you know, I was, it was so stressful, like yeah. so stressful that I got, it was called shingles. I had no idea what that was yes. like, like on my shoulders. And like, I remember going to the doctor, he was like, have you ever had chickenpox before? I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're stressed out. And it was the first time I recognized that my mind was telling me something that was different from what my body was.
2: Yes. Oh and my God. the gosh. only way
3: I got through it was talking. Right. Um, but also recognizing the privilege that I had and the blessing to be able to even go through it. You know what I'm saying?
2: Um, I'm going to shout you out right now because any black man that can come on here and say, listen, I asked for help. I had coaches, I had therapists, like, I had to talk it out like, and that's like one of those things that, I mean, I sound like an Instagram meme right now when it's like normalize black men in therapy, but like <laughs> I think that it speaks to, you know, if you're a CEO, you're like, I just need the best toolbox possible. And that's like how yeah. you have to look at it. Like I need the best tools in my toolbox to make sure that I can be excellent every day and like whatever it yeah. takes.
3: I mean, look, I, my job, especially something that I've learned over the past 18 months, it's, it's mm. 100% empathy you know it's empathy for the products we make on behalf of our consumers it's empathy for you know the colleague that i have that has a kid that's having trouble at school right it's it's empathy for you know my sons at home right yeah. um who you know you know deserve and earn my love you know what i'm yeah. saying like it, You have to have empathy for others and yourself in order to be successful in any of this stuff. So, I I see all the good and the bad as just a privilege. Mm -hmm. And I I try to think about a world as one where, you know, we go through good seasons, right? Good seasons end. We go through bad seasons. Bad Bad seasons end. Good seasons come and go. And, you know, all that I know is that they're coming. I just don't know how long they are. So, it's given me some perspective. Uh, And as long as I'm talking to people along the way, led by empathy, everything will be cool. Like, I'm good, you
2: know? Wow, I love that because, you know, people always think CEOs are these hard ass, like low emotional EQ people. And I think the best ones are like the most well-rounded for sure, because that's like the best leaders.
3: Yeah, there's an unfortunate narrative that like, um, of what success is, right? Like, I mean, a lot of folks, look, they see me in magazines and all this stuff. And, you know, they have this headline of what success is. And I'm like, I'd never wanted any of that. I still don't want any of that. That is not why I'm doing any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to be able to come home and, like, chill with my kids, my wife, and that's it. Like, like I'm good, you know? So I think some of this is reframing the conversation around, like, how do we define success? How do you define wealth for yourself? You know, your your wealth creation doesn't have to be the same as someone else's. Yeah. And I think it really took me... Um, some work right to get from where I was as a 24 year old um, to now like I'm 37 now and my definition of like what all this stuff means has changed you know and I had to allow myself some space to allow it to change.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful growth. I love to hear that. Okay. So let's get to the fun part where you just ball out and they're like, PG's like, let's sign this deal. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I'm not kidding. I mean, let's fast forward to the end of the year where now all of a sudden the tables turn, like you said, like the seasons, the tides turn, and you have all these CPG companies who are like, actually were interested in acquiring you.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, it, it was, um, we started to get into a season of like, Good bounty, you know what I'm saying. Like, we had spoken to CPG companies in January of 2018 to June. In July, mm-hmm. and P&G knocked on the door pretty much, um, and we realized very quickly we kind of shared the same values. Um, they came to visit us in August. Um, we signed a letter of intent in September, and we announced in December. You know, funny enough, in August, where we just met for the first time, I visited Atlanta that weekend we like yep. bought a house and then we didn't even have a letter of intent yet. So I, I didn't even tell my team, <laughs> like I knew that wow. was gonna happen. but, but, but there was, you know, one thing I tell a lot of folks is like, in, in some, a lot, all these deals, there's certainly the financial stuff, right? You want to yep. make sure you take care of yourself, family, colleagues, and all that, but there's also the non-financial, um, and they were fair. They were, um, in agreement with kind of our point of view in the world and our values matched, and it made a hell of a lot of sense. Yep. And the acquisition was very, very quick, you know, wow. and I'm grateful for that.
2: Yeah, no, because sometimes that's not the case, and, you know, you you really feel like you're butting heads, but, like, that is, yeah. that's a beautiful end. It kind of ties a nice bow.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was, I have to give PG a lot of credit. I mean, yep. we are a, we're a legit brand now, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, every. and I had to recognize why I got into this in the first place. I, I got into starting this company, not to get rich, it was actually to do something for black folks that was meaningful. And I wanted to build a company that lasted me, right? Yeah. That was still around 150 years from yeah. now. Um, so I think we were fortunate enough to partner with a brand that has done that, right? And believes that we have a company that can do that. Um, and it, it's all I could ever ask for. And you know, we are bigger and better foundationally on the other side now as a
2: result. Wow, I love that.
1: at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic.
0: Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.
2: Okay, so a couple other things, because this is not, I mean, your accomplishment list is really huge right now. So you've been at Procter & Gamble. Um, You took a lot of your team there. How is it working inside the big company?
3: Yeah, so this goes back to the non-financial thing. I I, I mean, we have full autonomy. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I think i have a png email address <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> we we have a um, our health insurance like yeah. we don't take pngs we have our own like so they were cool with like being like listen you guys stay autonomous because there's some magic in what you do yeah. that like we don't want to get involved and mess it up so i have to give them a lot of credit for that but also you know, like we get to leverage things that we would have never done ourselves they have a two billion dollar a year research and development budget Right. Like we would have never done that. Right. They are the world's largest Um, You know, the fact that like we're in TV commercials and all that stuff at scale, we've yeah. never made to do that ourselves unless we kept raising money, yeah. you know? Um, So it was a, a combination of not equals clearly, but a combination of two organizations that really respected what each did with excellence.
2: Wow. And I, love that.
3: I fought for the non-financial part of this thing in a way that I it was Particularly fierce,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> right? And in, in some ways, non negotiable, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, if anything, that was negotiated is more of the financial stuff. No, but like the non financial, they gave us everything that we asked for, which was absolutely wonderful.
2: That's great. That's great. I, I mean, I just love to hear it because oftentimes people are scared of like, you know, being amalgamated into these big companies they are going to eat them up. But there's beautiful, positive stories in it. And you're, you know, exactly yeah. where you should be.
3: I mean, okay. I this December, it'll be three years. And as you know, like in yeah. founder years, that's crazy. Oh, that's crazy.
2: Most founders yeah. are counting and the day till they're out. You're like, I like exactly. it here. My team likes it here. We're happy. I'm providing exactly. jobs. And yeah, and yeah, saving I, people from. I did
3: not. I, have, I did not have any obligation. Right. I chose to stay because I want to put us in a position yeah. where we're going to be around 150 years from now, yeah. um, and at least they're fulfilling their side of the bargain. And the great thing about the relationship, I, transparent, I, still, I transparently tell them, like, if you're no longer fulfilling your side of the bargain, I'm out. <laughs> you know, um, it's it can be oh, as wait, simple as that. You. You know?
2: But actually, I will ask you a question because, you know, you talk a lot about one of your earliest investors, one of your biggest supporters was Nas, um, and you sort of got that relationship through being an EIR at Andreessen Horowitz, and I think now everybody is looking for the celebrity investor, the celebrity, um, you know, face to their brand. How do you feel about that now? Has it changed? Would it have been the same story if you approached Nas building a CPG brand today?
3: Yeah, you know, I um the Nas thing was interesting. Um, so let me kind of set the tone. I was sitting at my desk at Andreessen Horowitz and I see this dude with a Mets fitted cap on, like <laughs> walk by and I'm like, he looks familiar. Pneumatic. Right. And and then Ben Harris knocks on the door, he's like, your yeah, Nas is here, you wanna come talk to him? So I'm like, Okay. Like, you know, I'm from Queens, Nas from Queens, like always looked up to the dude. I, I used to have like a half moon in my <laughs> hair all the time. So I go and like I pitch him five minutes in. He's like, I'm in. Nas was my very first investor. Wow. Um, so I think the, the the difference between our setup versus, you know, other people approaching celebrities is he came into it authentically. You know, he's always been the haircut dude, yeah. like, always fresh, all that stuff. Yep. You know he's always been about supporting black business. He authentically is about it. And you know, he put us in songs and all this other stuff without even telling us. Like he yeah. just did it free HR. It's like he's like, I'm in, I believe in this. Um so Nas, he became a friend. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people who tried to do the celebrity thing and the creative director thing, they tend to fail because it's not as authentic as yes. it should be. And you know, we had a lot of celebrities try to hit us up to do stuff, but I couldn't think of any more authentic contributor to bevel you know what i'm saying like he and that's why it works yeah um so i have to give him and i will always always celebrate that man because he does the right thing at the right time yeah. with the right people authentically yeah. and i i have to give him a lot of thanks for it
2: yeah no i think that's something that's really interesting even now in this whole influencer marketplace like authenticity you can't buy yeah. it actually you know and people yeah. talk about building communities and brands and this and it's this idea where like your best spokespeople are the one that just authentically love the brand and so i think people have to be really intentional about that like people message me all the time and they're like do you want to sell my flat tummy tea and i was like this stuff is <laughs> you know i was like i, I this is i don't know but people do it and so i just you yeah. have to and pe- there's a lot of people who will, who will take the check
1: yeah, you know, and they'll do a, a post
2: for you sort of thing. But it's really authenticity that builds community and truth through that. So I think people have to be careful looking for their, you know, entrepreneurs well, and celebrities. Well, I mean, look, to to there's,
3: um, it goes back to the, you know, what are you the best person in the world at to do? Yes. And again, Nas, Nas was the best person in the world to support what we were doing. There might be someone on Flat Tummy Tees who's best in the world to support that right. too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, I can't knock it. I think that there's, like, a best in the world at dot, dot, dot. But you just got to do the work. Right. Uh, and Nas did the work before I realized he was doing it. Yeah. And that, like, like, messed me up. I was like, wow, this is possible. And I'm thankful for that. You know?
2: Yeah. Okay, so what's next? You know, you're still holding, you're running this company. What's next for Walker Brands? And what's next yeah. for Tristan Walker?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really the best way that I can explain it, look, if, if anyone knows me, they know I'm very consistent like focused and consistent. And there have really only been three themes of the world that I've cared about for the past decade that I will care about for Mm -hmm. the next five decades. It will explain every move that I make. You know, the first theme is the demographic shift happening in this country and the cultural influence of black people within it. I -hmm. think it is singularly the most important theme of my lifetime, and I've dedicated my life to it. Second is technology and its impact on organizations. Um, but I think a lot about it's mapped back to this demographic shift, right? Yes. Like how do we equip these curators of culture with the tools they need to spread that culture? You know what I'm saying? And lastly, I love I love great brands. I love great brands because they're fun and sexy and cool. Uh, but I think that the greatest brands are like the light to the brush fire of public opinion. Like If you get it right, you can change things. Yep. So every single thing that I've done has been an embrace of those themes, Walker & Company. My not-for-profit code 2040, Foot Locker, Shake Shack, Choa, right? Um, so anything that I do tied to Walker & Company and the products we make, the things we support, yeah. anything that I do next, the things I invest in, have to fit those three themes. Yeah. So I don't know specifically what that is, but it's going to be explained by those three themes.
2: I love that. That's really great. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, this has been... Such a joy talking to you. I love what you do. I love what you continue to do. And I love the mindset that you put behind it. And so I think, you know, our Money Moves audience is going to be grateful just to hear from you and to continue to follow you and your journey and what you continue to build. Can you tell our audience where they can find you on social media?
3: Sure, I'm just at Tristan Walker, T-R-I-S-T-A-N, Instagram, Twitter, all that.
2: (laughs) And where can they find Bevel? Everywhere.
3: Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, you can either go to getbevel.com we're in Target, we're in Walmart, we're at Sally Beauty, everywhere.
2: <laughs> That's incredible. Okay. Tristan, I also feel like you are an exemplary marketing maven, and you've also used a lot of different tactics to, ma- to market your company. Can you share some of those, um, some of your theses on that?
3: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. And it's it's less I, I think about it less in, in terms of our marketing and company and more about, you know, being a part of the community that mm. we love, right? Then we love our community. We yeah. love our black community. And the thing that I encourage our team to do, especially over the past eighteen months that we've all observed, I say, look, guys, I want us to think about kind of this three-pronged approach to things like social cause, mm-hmm. right? First, we gotta really acknowledge the trauma in our community. Yeah, we've been, you know, subject to this trauma for the past 400 or so years. It's not until we acknowledge it ourselves that we can model the way, right? So the second thing is modeling the way and like leading with the values that we've articulated for ourselves, right? I think a lot of big companies try to, you know, get to this point around action before they acknowledge and model, but it's not until you acknowledge and model that you can actually act, Mm -hmm. right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, a perfect example of that, Mm -hmm. I'll just give you two Um, You know, last year, you know, post-pandemic, post-George Floyd, um, you know, we partnered with Headspace, the mental health app, and we said, you know, let's offer just free subscriptions uh, to our community, right? Um, You know, we have consumers, but, you know, we have a much larger community, too, who deserves to be treated well. um, And that was just an authentic way to connect. Um, You know, second, and more recently, you know, this has been something that we've wanted to do the past, gosh, eight or so years that I've been running the business, Um, you know, you think about, you know, folks who are incarcerated, you know, for the folks who have the great fortune to leave and become returning citizens, one of the risks that they have to deal with is recidivism, this idea that you go back into um, kind of the system, um, you know, there are a number of reasons for that, right? Like, you know, it's community support, the ability to kind of earn and get jobs, that sort of thing. And we said, wow, like, how can we actually um, authentically contribute to helping solve this problem? Um, and you know, usually you leave and, you know, you're a returning citizen now. You apply yeah. for a job and there's this checkbox, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you know, are you a felon? That sort of thing. And that's crazy and, and nuts. And there's a huge movement around kind of getting rid of that box. But, you know, you know, there's a profession that is as entrepreneurial as ever supported by a community. And that's barbering. Yeah. Right? And we ask the question Can we do the work um, to help folks who are about to be returning citizens or already returning citizens to become barbers? Right. Um, and you have that community support. And, yeah. you know, recidivism, anti recidivism programs help reduce recidivism 80, 90%. Yeah. Right. Um, so we're establishing a program right now of that kind of community support. We're offering scholarships for kind of barbering programs for them providing them with the tools, the connection back to the community to help ensure that we're helping mitigate recidivism. So as I go back to this idea of authenticity, this isn't about marketing our brand. That's not what's important. It'll naturally come as a result of their own success, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But it's an authentic commitment to the the values that we always talk about. And this is our modeling way.
2: Yeah yeah no i love that and i mean it's like again you've like i'm in the perfect position to make these things happen you know because i've built businesses i have you know the capital and the connections and i I appreciate that so much because it's just this is how we really change our gen our trajectory as a community for generations to come because we get into positions where we can and doing the work so like i commend you for that i thank you i'm so glad we got to talk about that And it is just such a pleasure to have had you on the podcast today. I love that. That's really great. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, this has been such a joy talking to you. I love what you do. I love what you continue to do. And I love the mindset that you put behind it. And so I think, you know, our Money Moves audience is going to be grateful just to hear from you and to continue to follow you and your journey and what you continue to build. Can you tell our audience where they can find you on social media?
3: Sure. I'm just at Tristan Walker, T-R-I-S-T-A-N, Instagram, Twitter, all that.
2: <laughs> and where can they find Bevel
3: everywhere. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, you can either go to getbevel.com. We're in Target. We're in Walmart. We're in Sally Beauty. Everywhere. <laughs>
2: That's incredible. We're going to have you come back because I'm sure there's so much more to come and we want to make sure we keep tabs on you and all that you're doing in the community. So thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, it you, been a pleasure. thank you. Appreciate it. Yes. Yes. Money Movers, make sure to follow Tristan on all his social media handles and listen to his interviews because they are truly life changing. Money Movers, that is all the time we have for today. Make sure you tune in Monday to Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you can have the keys to the financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts watch what you want when you want immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4k picture and sound for every budget with sizes for every room find your perfect phillips roku tv today online or at your local walmart and sam's club
2: welcome to the scene to scene podcast i am your host valerie complex today i am chatting with G young you G young stars as co-lead in the six part limited series expats
0: i think i learn a little bit with every character that i've play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people.
2: If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and expect craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio discover more shows and movies for free
0: as someone who lives for politics when a major scandal unfolds
3: it
1: was shocking i have to know what were they thinking